Today is Wednesday, June 29th, 2022. This is the Link NKY Daily Headlines Podcast. I'm Matt Spaulding, and these are the stories we're following today. People against Supreme Court decision protest in Fort Thomas. Here we are, back again. Reported on by Robin Gee. On Monday, Fort Thomas residents took to the streets to protest the recent Supreme Court decision overturning Roe v. Wade. The march was short and orderly, circling through the city's central business district. As organizers had planned, it was silent but visible, with most participants wearing pink and carrying signs. When a leaked draft of the decision by the Supreme Court to overturn Roe v. Wade surfaced just short of a month ago, the National Women's March put out a call to gather abortion rights supporters in protest. A decision came down earlier than expected, but people had been preparing. Julie Carter was the -the on-the-ground organizer for the event. Fort Thomas is known as a predominantly Republican stronghold, but I strongly believe being pro-choice doesn't mean being pro-abortion, she said. I know there are many women in Fort Thomas who believe that women should have a choice, and if they know there are many women out there who feel the same way they do, they might express it more. Carter said she is concerned how Kentucky's trigger law will affect all women, but especially poor women, women of color, and younger women. Passed in 2019, Kentucky's law has a narrow exception that permits abortions in cases where a mother's life is threatened, but does not allow women to seek abortions in cases of rape or incest. March participants ranged in age from 18 to over 70. Women from the older generation said they remembered what it was like before the passage of Roe v. Wade. Many of the older participants said they didn't want young people to go through what they had experienced. Although they grew up with Roe v. Wade in place, young people who marched said they are very aware and worried about how the court's decision will affect their futures. When asked what's next for the movement, many said keeping up the pressure and taking it to the ballot box this November and beyond is their priority. State Representative Rachel Roberts joined the march, as did Kelly Jones, who is running as a Democrat in the 68th District. She said those making the decisions often do not come from backgrounds that expose them to the needs and struggles of their constituents. For more on this story, visit linknky.com. St. Elizabeth Florence Undergoing Major Renovation, reported on by Link NKY staff. St. Elizabeth Healthcare in Florence is in the middle of expanding the hospital with an addition that will be completed by the fall of 2023. The hospital has invested as much as $85 million in adding or renovating 125,000 square feet of space for patient rooms and specialty departments, according to Nathan Skaggs, public relations officer for the hospital. Skaggs said the expansion will include inpatient orthopedic surgery with an increased bed capacity. That addition will also concentrate staff, equipment, and resources to one location of the hospital. The project will also add units for elective total joint replacement, hip fracture and trauma, shoulder and upper extremity, and a new inpatient spine unit. Citing a United Health Foundation study, Garen Colvin said Kentucky had the second highest percentage of adults with multiple chronic health conditions in 2021, demonstrating the clear need in our community. The renovation will improve 10 existing operating rooms and create five new operating rooms as well, the announcement from St. Elizabeth reads. Parking lots will be resurfaced and at least one will be added. In addition to a new atrium, a new waiting area, and improved walkways for patient and hospital traffic that aim to make navigating the hospital easier. 
With the improved facility, patients and their loved ones will be able to effortlessly park and find the entrance for the service they need, receive highly specialized care, and recover in a state-of-the-art facility, all without traveling outside their community, said Hospital Chief Operating Officer Bruno Giacomuzzi. St. Elizabeth is working with Messer Construction Company as the construction manager for the Florence campus expansion and upgrades. Champlin Architecture is leading the design. CT Consultants, Inc. is providing civil engineering. THP Limited, Inc. is the structural engineer. And KLH Engineers is the mechanical and electrical engineer. Construction began in 2021, and all updates are scheduled to be completed by fall 2023. Covington Company, among tech startups, awarded nearly $900,000 in grants to continue growth in Kentucky, reported on by Link and KY staff. Seven Kentucky companies, including a Covington-based business, will receive nearly $900,000 in state-matching grants to support high-paying jobs and further grow the state's technology industry, Governor Andy Bashir announced last week. The seven Kentucky-based businesses that were awarded grant money are using technology to advance multiple fields, from environmentally friendly construction methods to Alzheimer's care, an announcement said. Covington-based Gen 9 received money for its new platform designed to support the independence and safety of seniors with Alzheimer's disease and related disorders. Oracle provides sensor tracking and cellular communications functions. The artificial intelligence hardware has not been previously used in this field, Bashir said. The $899,070 in grants are part of the Commonwealth's Small Business Innovation Research, SBIR, and Small Business Technology Transfer, STTR. The funds, in part, will match the $8.71 million in federal grants that businesses will collectively receive. Kentucky's SBIR-STTR program provides capital for Kentucky-based tech companies or businesses committed to relocating to the state. Bashir said innovative companies are growing in Kentucky and ensuring that growth continues. The state must invest in resources, people, and the companies involved. To continue the economic momentum we are currently experiencing, we must invest in our future, Bashir said. Congratulations to this latest round of awardees. I am extremely excited to see your future success in the Commonwealth. Companies in Louisville, Lexington, and Nicholasville were also awarded grant money. Crescent Springs Hardware Honored by City for 50 Years of Service, reported on by Jason Finnell. Fifty years after opening its doors on July 1, 1972, Crescent Springs Hardware received a special Day of Proclamation from Crescent Springs Mayor Mike Daugherty, commemorating its five decades of service to the community. July 1st will be Crescent Springs Hardware Day in the City. Still family-owned by the Wilsons, founder Rose received the special award from the mayor. In 2014, the store received the first Hometown Business of the Month Award by the State of Kentucky, the Northern Kentucky Chamber of Commerce, and the Better Business Bureau. Meanwhile, longtime city resident Jeff Smith questioned counsel regarding the projected $7.7 million price tag of the new firehouse to be built by Crescent Springs Villa Hills Fire Authority and wondered why the project hasn't been tabled for the time being due to the high cost of everything. The current fire station is dilapidated and leaking, Doherty told Smith, adding that the current living quarters for the firefighters and paramedics which are meant to be co-ed are unacceptable. Smith said he visited Fire Chief Jeff Wendt several days ago and noticed the building's condition, but said most of the issues of the house to his eyes were due to neglect and wondered who would take care of the new building, which is the fire department. 
The Crescent Villa Fire Authority, CVFA, was created through the Interlocal Agreement, ILA, between the cities of Crescent Springs and Villa Hills and the Crescent Springs Volunteer Fire Department, Inc. When the new structure is built, Crescent Springs will be responsible for paying 40% of the new construction costs. In other city business, City Council adopted its budget for the new fiscal year that starts July 1st. The city also set new times for meetings of the Human Rights Commission, establishing quarterly dates of January, April, June, and September. It also amended an appointment to the Human Rights Commission as its current member resigned and is moving out of Crescent Springs and will be replaced by resident Sue Gibson. And those are the headlines we're following for Wednesday, June 29th, 2022. Looking to celebrate the 4th this weekend? You can go to LinkNKY.com to see a complete rundown of parades, concerts, and fireworks around NKY. And for more on today's headlines and to see what else is happening in Northern Kentucky, visit LinkNKY.com.